host to be. And um, good evening. Today is Monday, August 8th, and we are starting the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's step is step 12, um, and our speaker tonight is Amy. Um, thank you, Amy. Thank you so much, Francesca, and thank you, um, Yvonne, for doing service tonight and everybody doing service, and thank you, Kaylee, for asking me to speak. Um, my name is Amy B. I am a compulsive overeater living very gratefully in a recovered state for today. And um, it's it's a very special honor to speak at this meeting. Thank you. Um, I want to take a moment to acknowledge and share the presence of God. May we feel loved. May we know we are safe. May we know we are connected. Um, okay, so I get to speak on step 12 tonight, which is working with others. Um, I, I Step 12 or chapter um, seven, working with others. Um, and step 12 reads, um, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to other compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. There are three, two commas, creating three sections of that sentence. The first one is having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps. The second is we tried to carry this message to other compulsive overeaters. And the third is, and to practice these principles in all our affairs. So the first piece of it is a promise. It's a promise that a spiritual awakening happens as the result of working the steps of accepting, of coming to the conclusions that we are powerless um, and our lives are unmanageable, that we need a power greater than ourselves, and then a decision to turn the care of our lives and our will over to that higher power, which we learn how to do by removing the blockages and cleaning up the wreckage of the past um, in the action steps in the middle. And then we get into those maintenance steps, which have us continuing basically to practice everything that we've done before. And those are the things that cause a spiritual awakening. And my, um, my personal experience in this program is that working the steps over and over again has the result is, is that I have been blessed with a spiritual awakening more than once. Um, and carrying the message, the second piece of it, we tried to carry this message to other compulsive overeaters. First of all, what is the message? The message is, is that there is a solution to the disease and that the disease is a spiritual malady and that there is a spiritual solution that works. And we are just trying to carry that message. And the way that we do that is through wrapping it in our own 
narratives in our own experiences. And that's what the big book is. The big book is an instruction manual wrapped in a narrative. And it's a narrative of an alcoholic, of a man from the 1930s who, you know, drank and played golf and played in the stock market. That's the specific narrative that's wrapped around the instruction manual for a spiritual awakening. Um, and what we do when we carry the message is we put our own narrative around it. So um, to carry the message that there is a solution to the disease, I have to testify to my experience of the disease. And the idea is to create, is to, I was going to say the idea is to create connection, but we don't have that power to, to create that. What I can do is carry a message and someone who is supposed to receive it will be there. The, the, and the content is in this book. The third part of it, practicing these principles in all of our affairs. This is the space where we do the steps over and over again, where we um, take it well beyond the physical aspect of the disease, the triggering of the physical allergy, the, the way it expresses in us physically. Um, there's a part in the AA 12 and 12 on step 12 that I'd like to read. Um, it, it refers to that third piece about practicing these principles in all of our affairs and what that looks like or what that can look like because there is a large part of practicing these principles in all our affairs that looks like improved relationships with my family and um, less stress over work and less fear when illness strikes and all of those things, practicing these principles in all my affairs might look, does look like that often. Page 112 in the AA 12 and 12. After it's talking about all of the things that we do to practice these principles in all our affairs. And then it says, um, Furthermore, how shall we come to terms with seeming failure or success? Can we now accept and adjust to either without despair or pride? Can we accept poverty, sickness, loneliness, and bereavement with courage and serenity? Can we steadfastly content ourselves with the humbler yet sometimes more durable satisfactions when the brighter, more glittering achievements are denied us? The AA answer to these questions about living is yes, all these things are possible. We know this because we see monotony, pain, and even calamity turn to good use by those who keep on trying to practice AA's 12 steps. And if these are facts of life for many alcoholics who have recovered in AA, they be can become the facts of life for many more. Of course, all AA's, even the best, fall far short of such achievements as a consistent thing. Without necessarily taking that first drink, we often get quite far off the beam. 
Our troubles sometimes begin with indifference. We are sober and happy in our AA work. Things go well at home and office. We naturally congratulate ourselves on what later proves to be a far too easy and superficial point of view. We temporarily cease to grow because we feel satisfied that there's no need for all of AA's 12 steps for us. And then later, further down the page, we're on 113 now, then perhaps life, as it has a way of doing, suddenly hands us a great big lump that we can't begin to swallow, let alone digest. A little further down, what then? Have we alcoholics in AA got, or can we get the resources to meet these calamities which come to so many? These were problems of life which we could never face up to. Can we now with the help of God as we understand God, hand them, handle them as well and as bravely as our non-alcoholic friends often do, can we transform these calamities into assets, sources of growth and comfort to ourselves and those about us? Practicing these principles in all our affairs also looks like falling short and being willing to grow along spiritual lines. And we carry a message in everything that we do in this program and outside of it. So um, the, the combination of those last two pieces of this, the the carrying the message and practicing the principles, how we practice the principles when we do well is carrying a message and how we practice the principles when we fall short and when we get disconnected is carrying a message too. And it's a way that that God that God makes herself seen. Um, so I know that a lot of step 12 stuff focuses on sponsoring, and I do want to talk about that. I just really wanted to like hit those pieces about just what it looks like, which, you know, even, even in its um most most beautiful, grateful moments uh, are, are, are full of both grace and lessons. So um, the middle part carrying this, this message and, and the narrative of the, the instruction manual wrapped in a narrative piece. So we're carrying a message, but, but, but it's not, it's not my message. It's my narrative that I'm using to carry it, but it's not mine. The message is the, the, the program of recovery that's in the big book. The message is in the doctor's opinion more about alcoholism and then in all of the instructions that are meant to create the first piece of this step, which is having a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps. So, so carrying this message starts with connecting and this chapter working with others gives really like clear cut directions 
it's an instruction manual for how to con- how to how to carry the message, like how to literally begin and carry a message with another compulsive overeater. And it's it's really just a step one. Talk about the disease, what we are like in the disease. I don't mean step one. I mean, part one of carrying the message. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, It's on page 91 in the big book. Um, At first, engage in general conversation. After a while, turn the talk to some phase of drinking. Tell them about your drinking habits, symptoms, and experiences to encourage them to speak of themselves. So it is right away, I'm qualifying. That's what it tells me to do. It says qualify. Talk about this disease. And when I do that, I show photos. Um, I, I, I can show you those, but, um, I'm going to share the screen for something, just one of them. I'm not going to show the photos right now, but this is a way, what I'm showing now is a graph of my, the ups and down of my weight in the 25 years before I came into the rooms of OA. The graph is titled A Powerless and Unmanageable Life. And it is a visual depiction of gaining and losing over a hundred pounds multiple times in my life and not having control. And this is a way that I use hard evidence from my experience to without, without, any um, emotional drama, just lay it out. Just lay it out. This is this is what I looked like when I when my disease was active, both the up and the down, because that how is how it expresses. And taking somebody through the doctor's opinion is such an incredible way to carry that narrative. And when the privilege that it is to have an opportunity to to take this important language, which sometimes gets obscured by a a narrative that doesn't match to people who come into this fellowship, to, to, to me, when I came into this fellowship. If our purpose is to carry the message, then like that opportunity to say, hey, the message is in this book and sometimes it's hard to wade through. Let me show you how I can connect directly to it and maybe therefore you can also. So, so it basically, it starts by saying, describe how you were in the disease. I think going through the doctor's opinion is a great way to do that. Um, this book, the way that it talks, the instruction manual in this book, when it was written, it wasn't assuming that we were going into, you know, meetings or zoom rooms or anything where there would be people who were coming to show up asking for help and looking for a solution. It tells you how to like go out and find people and where to look for them and how to, you know, arrange to speak to them. We are in this, this recovery renaissance that has happened over these past few years for people whose, whose, whose purpose, whose higher, um, instruction is to carry this message. It is a blessing. Um, Mm. Thank you to not have to look for it. I can't believe this went by so fast. Um, So first it says, talk about your drinking career and then describe yourself as an alcoholic and, and tell them, and then talk about, so you're first talking about how 
I am in the disease, the physical symptoms. And then once they identify in talking about the mental twist, it's not just that I can't stop once I've started. It's that I can't stay stopped. And my mental twist gives me reasons to pick up when I haven't triggered the allergy. And again, the the doctor's opinion um, finds a way through this. I'm, I'm sorry because I'm rushing a little now, but um, it talks about speaking of it as we're on page 92 of the big book, an illness, a fatal malady. And I talk about how, you know, I talk about how it certainly was killing me and will kill me if I go back. And then um, top of 93, and this is where the italics start. And when the big book uses italics, because as we're told, they had to pay extra for them. So they picked these spots carefully. Tell them exactly what happened to you. Um, it's it's uh, even though they haven't might not even have admitted their condition. Tell them exactly what happened to you. Stress the spiritual feature freely, and then again in italics, um, make it emphatic that they do not have to agree with your conception of God. And then again, the main thing is that they will be willing to believe in a power greater than themselves and that they live by spiritual principles. So basically what it is saying is it is saying, tell them, carry the message that there is a solution to the disease. Part one, the physical malady, how it looked. Part two, the mental twist, the inability. And part three, the spiritual malady and the spiritual solution. Um when I, when people ask about sponsoring or when people, you know, want to know like about sponsoring, I um, have a note in my phone. It's very short and I copy it and paste it to people. And I say that there are four um, things that can address anything that anybody like a sponsee, a, an outreach call and anything um, can be addressed um, and any combination. And this is not in any order, but number one, what is the big book or the AA 12 and 12 have to say about this? Like go to the, go to the book, go to the, go to the instruction manual for the instruction. Number two, um, I can tell you my experience with this, but it's just my experience and it may or may not resonate or apply. Number three, thank you. Number three, I don't have, I don't know. I don't have relevant experience, but I can look, I can, you know, I know somebody with relevant experience or I can ask seek other recovered people with the experience. And, and then again, that may not resonate or apply. And then the last one, this is a spiritual program. Have you prayed and meditated? Have you gotten close to your higher power? Have you sought divine guidance? Whatever conception is yours. Have you sought spiritual guidance? Are you willing to grow along spiritual lines? Carrying the message is just telling our story. Uh, as 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 I'm an addict, uh, even though I haven't gone to my substance in over four years, I, I'm an addict and I'm a human being and I'm definitely not God and I'm not an expert at recovery and I'm not the recovery police and and. I'm just here to say there's a solution to the disease and it's in this book and we can talk about it together. 
the I want to end with the 12-step promises, which are on page 89. Life will take on new meaning to watch people recover, to see them help others, to watch loneliness vanish, to see a fellowship grow up about you, to have a host of friends. This is an experience you must not miss. We know you will not want to miss it. Frequent contact with newcomers and with each other is the bright spot in our lives. And uh, that's my time. And I can just say, can, can confirm. Thank you so much for allowing me to do service. And I pass. Thank you so much, Amy. Um, Thank you, Amy. Lots of hearts. You are very loved. Um, so. We will now open the meeting for questions or three minute shares, as this is a big book study, sharing and question should relate specifically to the chapter and the stuff being studied this week. We ask you accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. Also, if you're listening to this recording, there's lots of hearts. So just anyone listening, I want you to visualize. I just like Amy's face. I just, yeah, lots of love. Um, if you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions or star nine if you're on the phone and the Zoom host will call the raise hands in order and ask you to unmute when it's your turn. Um, and three minutes. And if the speaker is um, asked a question, please allow three minutes for the answer. Um, okay. And... First, we have uh, Kaylee. Hi, everyone. I'm Kaylee, a compulsive overeater and restrictor living in a recovered state for today. Thank you for that share, Amy. I actually have a question for you. Uh, I, it wasn't in this share, but I've heard you say once, like, we're not here to get people recovered. And there's a part in the step 12 that talks about, like, we're we try to carry this message and I love to just hear you speak about, you know, when, when a sponsee goes down another, like when there is, I don't want to say failure, but just like when it gets to a point that, you know, you've tried everything that you feel you can offer to someone of like, what do you do in those turning point moments in the sponsor sponsee relationship? when you're starting to feel like maybe I've carried this message as much as I can and it's time to let go and, and kind of having that, like how do you have a healthy level of non-attachment almost of like this person's recovery comes first and wherever they need to go with that, it's up to them. And I'm not here to like fix them, control them or get them recovered. So yeah, anything you have to share in that, I'd love to, to hear about that. Thank you. Thank you, Kaylee. Um, so yeah, uh, we, I mean, we're not here to get anyone recovered. We're, we're here to carry a message, but I don't, I, we're not here to get anyone recovered because we don't have that power because we are addicts and humans and, and not, not meant to have that power. Like that's not no human power. Like it's all over, it's all over this. Um, so if, if, if I think that like my, that I need, 
if I attach to the idea that like, if somebody recovers, it's because of how I carried the message, or if somebody doesn't recover, it's because of how I carried the message, then that's dishonest and selfish and self-seeking and fearful. Um, it is for many reasons. And it's, um, uh, just not, it's, it's, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a trap. And like, we do want to help people. Like our aim is to be helpful, but that, that means by carrying a message, by, by saying, have you spoken with God or, or, you know, sought divine direction? Have you looked at the book now when it comes to like, how do I know when it's time? I don't, I think, I think a lot of things about recovery are deeply personal and, and things look differently. And if you're talking, like there are examples where, you know, sponsees don't want to follow direction. That's, that's really sort of clean. And I think it's really easy to say, like, you have a very clear idea of what will work for you. And, and I, and who am I to say it's not going to, it's not the, the program I practice. So it's not. Uh, like it's not the message that I can carry, but I, I wish you were, you know, well in recovery. And I'm sure there are sponsors that would. And if you want, you know, like, again, I'll never leave somebody hanging without anyone, but I'll say, I don't, you know, and we're welcome to have outreach, but it's real easy to say, like, this is the message that I carry. And if, and if you have a different idea, then great. Um, when so when somebody wants to continue um or or is trying or um you know it's not a it's not a question of not following direction basically when when that's the case um i think first of all i don't i think that people who I don't like the idea of like dropping someone because they're struggling. This is hard. This can be hard. That's time. Thank you. And, and I'll just wrap up by saying, if somebody is not recovering, then, then encouraging them to hear other perspectives is is loving, but, but I don't, I don't, I don't think anybody should be like left without help. We are here to help people. I hope that was a helpful answer. Thank you, Amy and uh, Betty. Hi, I'm Betty, Recovered Compulsive Eater. Amy, thank you. It's, it's so powerful. Your message is so powerful. Um, your higher power comes through with your message. It's, it's so helpful because, you know, if there were people like you and other recovered, recovered folks and newcomers, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have come back. I wouldn't have stayed and I wouldn't be here today. That's the only reason I came back being desperate and, and someone reaching out their hand to help me. Thank God, thank God that I am still here today. And the message about the principles, you know, I always thought I was a good person. I, 
well, you know, I was nice, <laughs> but it's, that's not it. That's not it at all. It's, it's living in spiritual principles, which number one, love and tolerance is our code. Oh my God. You know, I thought I was such a loving person. Well, you know, I'm finding out more and more about my character defects. And at the same time, I'm practicing that not only in my, my everyday life, but with people, other fellows, newcomers, fellows, uh, recovered fellows, um, people I sponsor. I'm practicing those principles and it helps me in my everyday life. So this, this program is invaluable. Uh, recovery is the solution. The steps are the solution. I just talked with a gal today who we were just talking about. The food is no longer the solution. It's the steps. It's recovery. And I have a choice today. I don't have the power, but I have the choice today. And I choose to live these principles in all my affairs. And I, I sponsoring is just the, the best of the best part of this program because I have met so many wonderful people and I have been helped by so many wonderful people, sponsor or not, um, it, it, newcomer or recovered people. So I'm just really grateful today. And I thank you everybody for doing service and I pass. Thank you so much, Betty and Kristen. Hi, sorry, hold on one second. There's a, I'm walking, there's a bandsaw. Um, sorry if you can hear that. Hi everybody, I'm Kristen, Recover Compulsive Overeater. I uh, thank you so much, Amy, for your share. And thank you, Francesca and Yvonne for your service. Um, I'm really happy to be here tonight. What a great message to send about step 12. You know, I find the, um, sponsoring to be one of the most annoying, painful things at the same time. Um, being an addict, I can say this about addicts, we are flaky. We sometimes can't keep commitments. We lie. And so it can be challenging to work and be friends with uh, addicts. But then at the same time, you meet people and you see this joyous transformation of their lives. And you can see the light come on in their eyes or the change in their voice when they finally start to get something. And so step 12 is so wonderful for being able to witness that. At the same time, remember, step 12 helps me. Every time I go through the book, I see something new. I learn something new. My spiritual connection is deepened. My reliance on my higher power is deepened. You know, I, I sponsored this chapter, We Agnostics, probably five times before I finally read it without the prejudice I had against it. There are still three paragraphs in it that make me crazy. But other than that, it's a beautiful chapter. I love it now. If I hadn't continually been exposed to it, I never would have had that awakening. And in the process, I was helping others find their recovery. And that's just, that's what this is about, right? That's, that's what we're told to do. Go forth and do this. I also want to thank the people who sponsor me. I've had a series of sponsors, each of whom has come into my life. My first sponsor was extremely gentle and loving. My next sponsor was tougher. I have a sponsor in OA who is at once loving and wonderful and beats the crap out of me when I need it. 
And then in another program, I have a sponsor who's opening my eyes to step six and seven in ways I didn't know were possible. So I have nothing, like I said, it can be frustrating and painful because we're addicts. We know how we are, but at the same time, it's wonderful and uh, keep holding on for the wonderful times because it's so worth it. Thanks everyone for letting me share. Thank you, Kristen. And um, can we uh, stop the Zoom? Um, will the Zoom host please stop the recording for unrecorded shares?